Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome to the colorful world of Skittles. Skittles brings you a jolt of five fruity flavors in every bite, giving you the chance to taste the rainbow like never before. Break free from the ordinary day-to-day with the help of Skittles Chewy Candy. Skittles is a must in my candy jar, movie snack, even my secret to an afternoon pick-me-up. And I don't even care who knows it. Add a splash of joy to your day with Skittles. There's nothing better than fruity fun that tickles your taste buds. Taste the rainbow. Come on, side, side, side. What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Ed Lover. This is Kim Hudson, the podcast for this week. So I'm I'm doing something new. If you normally watch my uh, podcast stuff on YouTube, um, I'm usually in the studio, right? And I got come on sun on the screen and all of that uh, other stuff. But today I'm in the in the home studio where I actually do some recording for different radio stations that I work on. So it's not as glamorous looking as as normal. And if you're looking at this, you see my uh my printer back here. You see the curtains that I have in the room back there. It's just you know I don't have this Stephen A. Smith money to do what I need to do. I I don't I don't have the Stephen A. Smith money. I don't have the Joe Budden money. This is me really doing this as something that I really love to do because I actually do terrestrial radio, right? So when I'm doing terrestrial radio, I can't always say everything that I want to say. So when I have an opportunity to podcast, that's my opportunity to say whatever I want to say, however I want to say it, to be as extremely opinionated as I feel like I want to be, just to talk about whatever I want to talk about, to talk about what happened in the week in review, to talk about everything. And since I do have this platform, and I did start to show off by mentioning Stephen A. Smith. I want to put my two cents into Stephen A. Smith, um, uh, Terrell Owens' beef, this beef that's going on. Before I say this, I want to say something else. Before I delve into the problem between these two men, I do want to say this. I want to say that men... Men, and I'm talking about grown-ass men, men 45 better, 50 better, stuff like that. 
What happened to the code that we learned to live by? And I've been saying this a lot. I am a proponent of men not hatching out their beefs on social media, not grown-ass men. When you're 45, 50, 50 and better, you are now considered a grown man. Terrell Owens is in the NFL Hall of Fame. Stephen A. Smith has a platform with First Take and the Stephen A. Smith Show. See, I just plugged your show. I respect it. I watch it. I respected T.O.'s career. I watched it. When do we play out what we feel in front of the world on social media? You looking like two lame-ass bozos, both of you. And Stephen A. Smith is from my hometown of Queens. You know I back Queens 100%. But right now, fam, you're looking like a bozo. Terrell Owens, you're looking like a bozo. Y'all are both grown men playing out your differences and your beefs just because Terrell Owens responded to something that somebody said on X, which used to be Twitter, when they were talking about Max Kellerman, and he wrote down big facts because there was a time that Stephen A. Smith, um, he was insulted, and rightfully so, that Terrell Owens would say that Max Kellerman sounds more blacker than Stephen A. Smith when it came to Colin Kaepernick. I don't, I don't blame you. Like, nobody could tell you how to be a black man. I don't blame you. But for this bickering to be going back and forth behind something that that's old, it's trifling. And it's lame. It's extremely lame for grown men to be going back and forth like that. Super lame. You don't hash out your problems on social media as men. You have phones. Pick up the damn phone and call each other and talk about it. Now y'all both at the Colorado Buffaloes game, big up to Deion Sanders, and y'all right next to each other and not speaking to each other. That's some lame shit. Super lame. I've been going through something similar with that with somebody who will be not named, and I'm not hashing my shit out on social media. And the person that's attached to this is a superstar. And I'm still not going to hash it out on social media. I will talk to that man when I see that man again. But for y'all to be doing this on social media is the lamest grown man shit that I've seen. I understand when young dudes do this. I understand when Chris Brown and Tanashi said something and Chris Brown went back out of name five Tanashi songs and you dead. And he put it on social media. That's Chris Brown. He ain't a grown man like y'all. He grown, but he ain't grown grown. <clears throat> and for y'all to be doing this, super lame. Super fucking lame, man. Super lame. Okay, although I don't agree and I read what Stephen A. Smith had to say about the reason why Max Kellerman is not there anymore. Oh, you wasn't an athlete. You weren't a journalist. So why should people really listen to you? I dissected it. I heard it. And I really just don't dis I just don't agree with it. Because if people were to pick Stephen A. Smith apart, you were an athlete in college. You played basketball. You're a journalist for a long time, a very highly respected journalist, but you were never a professional athlete. And I remember one day on first take, I think J.J. Reddit said to you, he was like, Stephen A., you've never played professional basketball, so you don't know what that 82 
game a year, grind, practice, travel, all of that is like. You don't know what it's like. And he was absolutely right. And you you agreed with him. You agreed with him. So if nobody's holding it against you that you're speaking about professional sports and you were never a professional athlete, but you were a journalist, why did you hold that against Max Kellerman, the fact that he wasn't a professional athlete or a gentleman? You know, in this day and age, you know what you have? And now, and now, dig this, you have Shannon Sharp on your show who doesn't have one of those credentials. He was never a journalist, but he was a professional athlete, but he speaks on all sports. Shannon Sharp never played NBA basketball. So why should people listen to Shannon Sharp? You dig where I'm coming from with this? So if Max Kellerman had to go and you're the one that pushed him out the door because you felt like you didn't want to be number two because Skip had got Shannon and people were watching Skip and Shannon undisputed and you didn't want to be number two or you didn't feel that the chemistry was right between you and Max Kellerman, although I disagree. I thoroughly enjoyed Max Kellerman on the show because I liked the balance of when you guys debated where he was coming from and where you were coming from. This new debate by committee thing, personally, I just don't even dig it at all. I don't dig it. And then when ESPN let everybody go and then everybody went over, they like, y'all just swapping out athletes and it just seemed so corny to me. I don't understand why when people look and talk about professional sports, they have to feel like they even have to have some kind of journalistic integrity or they have to be a former athlete. I love listening to former athletes speak. I love listening to journalists speak, but I also love to hear a layman's opinion. And when it comes to being a pro sports athlete, Stephen A., you are a layman. Although you're not a layman when it comes to journalism, I give you props for that. But to say that that's the reason why Max Kellerman had to go is because he wasn't a professional athlete at any point, an athlete or a journalist. And people say, well, why should I listen to you? Because people enjoy listening to him. Maybe y'all just didn't mesh off air. I don't know. But people actually enjoyed listening to Max Kellerman. I know, for one, I did. I mean, just say you wanted to change because you was getting your ass cracked by Undisputed. And I've been on first take when you and Skip were on first take together. And when where did Skip play pro ball at? Or any kind of ball, for that matter. I know he was a journalist at one time, right? But being a journalist doesn't give you the, it doesn't make you a higher power when it comes to sports because you got producers. I know how this thing works, folks. I have a producer. I have two producers on this show, Krista and Cam. If I need details, Krista and Cam provides the details for me. When I went on first take and we sat around in the morning before the show, I was given everything that I needed by the producers. So let's not make it seem like you're, you're, you're just going out doing all this journalism and stuff on your own. It's not like that, y'all. It's really not like that. And that shit that what, what Max Kellerman, that was foul. And the, the shit with Terrell Owens is just as lame as fuck. I'm telling y'all. 
I don't think, in Ed Lover's opinion, and I'm not blasting anybody, I don't think that grown men should be airing out their business and arguing on social media. That's how I feel about that. Straight up. Come on, son. So give me a second right now. This is Kim Hudson, the podcast at the crib. Give me a second to talk about Kenneth Petty. Kenneth Petty, who is Nicki Minaj's husband. That's the only reason anybody knows who Kenneth Perry is, a.k.a. Big Zoo, who just got 120 days on house arrest for being a gigantic fucking idiot. A gigantic idiot. Um, Kenneth Perry, let me tell you something. Petty, 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 not Perry, Petty, P-E-T-T-Y. Kenneth Petty, you hit the mother load because you got one of the biggest stars on the planet Earth to fall in love with you, to marry you, and to have a child with you. Before Nicki Minaj, Mr. Kenneth Petty, your life was going no fucking where. Let's, let's be 100% with it. You're a predator and a criminal. That's what you are. So if you hit the mother load, you would think that you would fall back, support your wife, register as a sex offender, because that's what you are. Register as a sex offender. And don't stand on the corner with a bunch of idiots making threatening videos. Why do y'all tell on yourselves? Back to the code. You're 45 years old, dude. You're 45. You standing on the corner talking Queens. I'm from Queens, bro. I'm from Queens. Born and raised in Queens, New York. Queens, 30, all of this mumbo-jumbo, tough guy bullshit. For what? You're 45 years old. That means you are five years. One, two, three, four, five. Five years off of 50. You're already past the halfway mark in your life. According to statistics, most men live to be 78 to 80 years old. So that if that's true, 40 is the halfway mark. You're past 40. You're 45. And you're airing out your business on social media, mad about a line in a rap song. Mad about, Nikki said nothing. Nobody said your name in a rap song. Let me tell you how this is supposed to be handled. When Big Lotto said, give me neck like Benzino, Benzino said, ah, I got one of the most famous necks in the world and left it at that. That's how a grown man handles this shit. You're 45 years old, married to Nicki Minaj, has a child with Nicki Minaj, and what are you doing? What are you doing? You're on a corner somewhere calling out Offset, telling them if you're on vacation, you should be planning your funeral. That's a terroristic threat, and you live in L.A. So now 
of course, the Fed see it. They see everything that y'all do on social media. Beside it being lame, beside it making you look stupid, beside it's a, 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 a beef between Cardi and Nikki that's been going on before y'all got married, you have nothing to do with that. You should be counseling your woman. You should be helping your woman instead of embarrassing your woman. It's petty, just like your goddamn last name. It's lame as fuck. And you're ridiculous for doing it. Ridiculous. Hanging out with some dudes that ain't got shit to lose. The dude that went on and was talking about it had cloth seats in his car. He ain't even in the financial area that you're in. Why are you still running around here talking about Big Zoo this? Right now, your name should be Kenneth Perry. And you should be trying to help your wife exceed all expectations of her career. To move on to bigger and better things. To get on that Forbes list as a billionaire. To help the kids and the young women. Of, well, we don't want you nowhere around young women. But helping the, the, the young people of Queens, New York, where we came from. Instead, you big zooing on a corner like you 22. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. That shit got to stop, man. And then Offset responds, ah, ha, 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 ha. I'm getting out of a private jet. So fucking what? Like, for real, dudes? For real? I, I, I am appalled. And sometimes ashamed to call myself a black man because y'all have gotten to the point where y'all think that talking shit to everybody out there that doesn't know you is the cool shit to do. It's the cool shit to do. It's not. It's not. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, like, I'm for real, for real with this. Like, y'all got to cool out, man. You got to cool out. So much stuff that's going on, man. Um, there's a big hiring going on because we're getting close to the holiday season. But before I talk about that, um, I want to touch on something really, really, really quickly. This is Come On Sunday Podcast. So uh, if y'all know me and by... Now, if you're watching this or you've been listening to me or you've been following my career and we've been together on this journey, you know I'm pretty transparent, right? Um, so the other day, actually to earlier today, earlier today to be honest, I was talking to one of my producers, Cam P, about something. And um, I had just remembered that he went to see uh, him and, and Krista, went to see... Wu-Tang and Nas last night. So I asked him how the Wu-Tang show was, and we began talking about it. He was telling me how lit it was, how, you know, all of them was there, all of them. So I asked him, including Meth, and he was like, yeah. And he was like, all of them, and they did Triumph. It was Capadonna's birthday. Happy birthday, Capadonna. Um, they did Triumph for, like, the whole Wu, um, YDB, Young Dirty Bastards, filled in for his father, like, Nas was incredible, spectacular. I 
and it was just so dope. And he was like, if you come around, catch it. And I told him, yo, I saw it when they came to Atlanta. So I went to scroll through my pictures because when they came to Atlanta, I had backstage passes for the show. Um, so I'm scrolling through my pictures and I realized that it was a year ago today. No, to, actually tomorrow. Tomorrow will make a year ago that I saw Wu-Tang and Nas here in Atlanta, Georgia. September 22nd, 2022. That's when I saw uh, Nas and uh, Wu-Tang in Atlanta. That's a whole year. And it, it just made me realize, again, we don't have time to waste. A year went by in a blink of an eye. To me, it's a blink of the eye. And we don't have time to waste. Time is valuable. We don't have time to be bullshitting. We don't have time to be arguing. We don't have time to waste. So I suggest that you don't waste your time. You know, I'm like, I'm like Hove, right? Fucking with me costs you nothing. If you don't like it, pay me no mind. You know, that's how, that's how I feel about it. Like right now, that's how I feel about it. And you cannot, you can't change anything and everything that somebody thinks about you. I was looking at social media and I saw this thing, a little interview that Tanashi had. I, I don't know any Tanashi's music. I'm quite sure she has a great fan base. God bless her. But she was talking about, an interviewer was asking her about the embarrassment of doing songs with R. Kelly as, and music with Chris Brown. And she went on to say, oh, well, we thought this Chris Brown record was going to be huge. We thought it was going to be one of the biggest records. Um, you know, we thought it was going to be this pop record, and it really didn't turn out to be that. And she, she was like, yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed about it. And I think by the time Chris Brown saw it, he didn't like it at all. And he was like, name five Tanashi records or you're dead. Or name five Tanashi records or you're dying. And then he wrote dead. And I'm quite sure Tanashi has a wonderful fan base, right? But for Chris Brown to clap back, that's expected. For Chris Brown to say, I've been owning my masters for this many years, and I congratulate him immensely on that, and my children's children's children can eat off of this. God bless you. And for Chris to clap back is highly expected, right? But... When we have a Tyrese going against Envy and then y'all sat down on The Breakfast Club, which is a podcast like this, so it's recorded, and you're speaking about what happened between y'all, that's expected. But then to go back and continue it on social media, Tyrese, is not expected. We're grown men. We have to start acting, walking, talking and making sure that we are at all times grown men because kids are sponges. They soak up everything that we do and everything that we say. Kids are sponges, especially when you're in a position where they look up to you. So you have to be mindful of all the things that you say and all the things 
that you do. This is Kibba Outside, the podcast. I'm going to take a short break, and then I'll be back. Kibba Outside. This episode of Kibbutz Son, the podcast, is being brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting a real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that makes every step feel fly. It's like the first time I was looking for them Jordan 1s. Like when they really came out and I couldn't get my hands on them. And it was something about that sneaker that I always wanted to have because I never got it in the very, very, very beginning. I fell in love with that sneaker. And when I finally got it, oh, baby. These days, to know for sure you're getting a real deal, go straight to eBay where you're searching. Just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. You got to get it from eBay because then you know you got the real deal. Now you know that when something is limited and you can't find it, you can find it on eBay. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy that thing that you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Tough? It's in your DNA. It drives your resilience. Even when they told you that you couldn't, you did what no one else could because you're different from the rest. Every day you work hard to conquer challenges, making the impossible happen. And tomorrow, you'll do it all over again with a truck that's just as tough as you. Explore the best Ford truck for you today at Ford.com. Built Ford Tough. Back, back, back. We are back, 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 back. Come on, son, the podcast. So here's something that straight blew my mind. I don't know why I didn't talk about it before, but I did it. Danny Masterson, who used to be on the 70s show, who was the curly-headed white dude with the glasses that was always very dry and sarcastically funny on that 70s show, just got a 30-year prison sentence for raping two women. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30 years for raping two women. Do we not understand right now what day and age that we're living in? You see the way I look at you in this camera right now? If you're watching this on video, if you're listening to it, I'm staring into the camera. That is the way that I do not even look at women nowadays. I don't want to be accused of anything. Sexual misconduct, sexual assault, uh, unwanted touching, none of that shit. None of that shit. And you raping people? Like, fam, for real? I just looked up on on something that I just saw that, that came across uh, my desk on um, 
for my radio show, right? And it says, besides Tory Lane just starting his 10-year prison sentence, got a head full of hair, which looks kind of crazy, right? Um, I'm going to get into this in a minute. Post Malone, Post Malone, right, has been hit with domestic violence allegations stemming from his last relationship with Ashlyn Diaz. According to court reports, she filed a lawsuit against the artist as well as his ex-girlfriend of three years whom they first assisted in legal negotiations pertaining to her palimony, right? And now she's saying that he reportedly forced her into an out-of-court settlement and all of this other stuff about photographic evidence of her being abused by Post Malone, physically abused by Post Malone. If it's true, it's shameful. If it isn't true, it's even more painful. No, it's not even more painful. It's just as painful. False allegations are a horrible thing to levy against anyone for two reasons. It hurts the person and it hurts other women who have actual allegations, real allegations. That's what it hurts. So it's terrible. It's, it's extremely terrible. And Danny Masterson de- deserves to be in prison. For rape, you deserve to be locked up, fella. Like, there's no cap on that. So in other news, Little Kim, I just recently saw this. I'm going to touch on this. Little Kim recently called out Ebony Magazine for an unimproved cover photo. The magazine is using for her cover issue. Kim reacted to the photo and said, who is this? Because that's not the photo I approved or any other content they put out. The art director for the magazine is claiming that Little Kim is the one who chose the cover photo. The former photography director stated, man, she wanted to be in control of the retouching. So this is what we got. Kim replied and said, I always told Ebony it looked like a painting, but they didn't want to listen. They said they love it. It's the sabotage for me. The funny shit about this is that it's their retoucher. Here's my opinion. The little Kim on Hardcore was gorgeous. But I cannot blame little Kim for wanting to be in control of her image. She deserves to be in control of her image. She's worked hard to be in control of her image. And where Ebony stands in 2023 compared to where they stood in 1977, 78, going through the 80s, you should be pretty happy that little Kim wants to be on the cover of your magazine. And if little Kim doesn't like the photo, then you shouldn't even use the photo if Kim don't approve it. The retoucher obviously doesn't work for Ebony anymore. But... The 50th anniversary of hip-hop is a huge thing. And Kim deserves to be as a representative of hip-hop. Absolutely. But she also deserves to have control over her image. She does. She does. So, get this shit right with Kim. Get it right. She's not happy with it. 
I don't blame her. You get to a certain point in your life where you get to control your own image. Like, I heard this thing the other day. Matter of fact, Drink Champs, I love Drink Champs. I love Nori. I love EFN. And they had Memph Bleak on it. And Memph Bleak was talking about the time that Michael Jackson did Summer Jam for Hot 97. Jay-Z had Michael Jackson come out. Uh, it might have been a trade-off. I'm not exactly sure, but you have to go back and see. Was it before or after the Rock My World remix came out with Jay-Z? Matter of fact, Cam and Crystal, play me a little bit of Jay-Z on your Rock My World remix. <laughs> The Mike Jordan, the rap, Mike Jackson, the pop. The Mike Tyson, the street airs with no socks. The Hugh half of the game, yeah, and it won't stop. Till I meet the Lord Crawford, for the hood, it's all good. The Spielberg, when I spill words to track. I'm a sick dude, you can't feel worse than that. For you slow-minded dudes, I reverse it back. I got a sick flow, see, ain't no nursing that. But mommy, if you rock my world, I get you the baby bucket. You can be my baby rock girl. White Nike ears, we call them white ears. Size four or five, how cute is your size? That new cute bubble, give you horses to drive. I paint that picture, cause ain't no <laughs> like the one you get from Mike Holler. I don't think they're ready for this one. Okay, so Jay just brought Michael out on the stage at Summer Jam. He just came out. I'll never forget it. It's it's historic. Um, and Bleak was telling the story about how Michael Jackson, and this ties back into Little Kim. If you wasn't with Jay-Z, right, like with Jay-Z, I don't know how they determined who back there was with Jay-Z and wasn't. When Michael Jackson came through, you had to turn around and face the wall because he did not want eye contact. That's Michael Jackson controlling his own image. No pictures. He didn't want no eye contact. That's how Michael Jackson controlled his own image. When I did a movie called Double Platinum, it was an ABC movie, Brandy, Diana Ross. Uh, some people might take it harsh, but when Diana Ross was on the set, everyone had to call her Miss Ross. Uh, this is true. Real talk. I'm not lying. I did a movie. You can find it. It was an ABC movie, made for TV movie called Double Platinum. And Brandy played an aspiring singer who was given up for adoption by Diana Ross. Diana Ross played her mom, but in the movie, she doesn't know that Diana Ross is a mom till later on. And I played a radio DJ named Party Artie, who actually, her and her girlfriend won tickets to the Diana Ross, you know, that character's concert and I escorted them to the concert and I'm the one that introduces her to Diana Ross. So on the set nobody was allowed to call Diana Ross, Miss Ross, not, not I mean Diana, not the PAs not the, the extras couldn't even talk to her period. The director not, everybody called her Miss Ross she let me and Brandy call her Diana. I called her Diana on, on and, and I was in awe because this is the music that I grew up on. Right, so that's her controlling her own narrative. Um, the slime picture of Halle Berry. She is mad at Drake because Drake asked permission to use it. She told him no, but she didn't control the image. She didn't want that image like that. And he used it anyway. Fuck boy shit. Yeah, I said it. Fuck boy shit. 
as much as I love Drake, as much as I love his music, fuck boy shit. I understand she don't own it. It's a Getty image. Whoever took the photo owns the photo. I dig it because my friend photographer Jonathan Mannion went through the same shit with Jay-Z. Jay-Z was trying to sue Jonathan Mannion because Jonathan Mannion was selling pictures of Jay-Z and Jay-Z wasn't benefiting off of it, right? So Jay was like, it's my likeness. Jonathan's like, it's my picture. I know because I've bought pictures that I've liked off of photographers for use in promo pictures of myself. It's a weird, it's such a weird thing. It's such a weird thing that you can pose for a picture from Johnny Nunez, Ernie Panicoli, Jonathan Mannion, uh, any of the any of the, the photographers, the big uh, Arnold from the West Coast, they always take all the pictures out there on the West Coast. Those guys own those images. You don't own your own image. Once you stop and say, yeah, go ahead, and you flick it up, like it's, there's flicks from way before Cardi blew up. I'm quite sure Johnny Nunez has it. I did this thing in New York, and Cardi was there. She's a brand-new artist. And she performed, and he said, Ed, Cardi, Ed, Cardi. And we took pictures together. Cardi doesn't own those pictures, and neither do I. And it's just, it's a weird thing. But that's when those people come out and they say, I don't like this cover of this magazine. Or they say, I want to retouch this cover. Or they say, you have to turn around and face the wall when I'm walking through the room. Or they say, hey, I don't want this, or I don't want that. Don't use my picture for this. And then you buy it off of Getty Images and use it anyway, which Drake, some fuckboy shit. Um, it's just that person controlling their image. And it's very important that you control your image. A lot of times I've taken pictures and, and I've hired a professional photographer, and that's one of the worst. I, I, I hate, I hate having pictures taken. And I've taken pictures and I've been like, yo, you're going to retouch this, right? And he's like, yeah. And then when I see the retouching, I'm like, nah, that ain't what I wanted. So you have to go in with them and retouch it the way you want it to be retouched. So when you work as hard as a Michael Jackson or Little Kim or Halle Berry, who's an Academy Award winning actress, let's not forget you should be able to control your image and your likeness. You should be. What do you think the writers and the actors are on strike for right now in Hollywood and in Atlanta and everywhere else to be able to control their likeness? The AI thing, the artificial intelligence thing is the biggest thing that they're fighting for because now that means you could take my voice and my likeness and you can make another movie, and you don't have to pay me. This is what they're out for. You could take my work and have artificial intelligence make something just the way I would write it. And you could take, let's say, um, Keanu Reeves, and Keanu says, I don't want to make another John Wick. I don't want to do another John Wick. You could take Keanu Reeves' likeness and his voice and everything, because you know they know how to do it. 
and make a whole nother John Wick and don't have to pay him for it. And you rake in millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. They don't have to pay him. You don't need Sam Jackson no more for the Marvels because you got it. You don't need Sam Jackson no more. You don't need him. You don't need any, you don't need Denzel Washington to, to, to make another uh you know the movie I'm talking about. Any any fucking Denzel Washington movie. Y'all been asking me for 30 years. When are we gonna do another Who's the Man? They don't need me and Dre to do it. This is the fight. This is controlling your likeness. This is controlling your image. If they lose this battle. Artificial intelligence takes over again. Now you're looking at another picture of Mark Wahlberg in his underwear for some other underwear company because he doesn't own his own likeness, because he doesn't own the own the pictures of him. This is probably the reason why cats like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, whose son flipped the bird to the paparazzi, don't want their... Well, Kim does. She loves the publicity. But a lot, a lot of times when Kanye is just out, he don't want you to take pictures of him because now you own his likeness. You can go on Getty Images right now and type in a picture of anybody that you want. Anybody. You type in Ed Lover and Jay-Z. There's pictures right there. You can purchase that picture and you can put it on the front cover of an album. And call it nasty old men. And I can't say shit about it because I don't own that picture. I could try to take it to court and see if I can win, but who the fuck wanna spend eighty, ninety thousand dollars every time for some high priced lawyer? It's ridiculous, y'all. It's really kind of ridiculous. You dig what I'm saying? This has been another episode of Kibad Son, the podcast. Had a good time chopping it up with y'all today. I hope you listen. I hope you spread the word. I hope you tell somebody else to check out Ed Lover's podcast because I really do enjoy doing it. Um, I'm having a good time doing it, and I appreciate the people that listen. And um, thank you. Keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about you next week. This is Kim Inside. The podcast. Be well, y'all. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Come on, son, son. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.